Adam Sandler Hamilton. We're talking Adam Sandler Hamilton. DJ Juba 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 I can't unhear it. <laughs> Coming 2021 to Broadway, Adam Sandler Hamilton. <laughs> and don't worry, we've made it more woke. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody's represented in this one. Yes. Not just people of color. No. <laughs> but trans but people. Jews. Non-binary people. <laughs> Jews. <laughs> intersectional people. Asexual people. <sighs> they're all here and they're all and in just, the <laughs> the adam sandler united states history musical that matt on matt podcast is writing for broadway we're working on it and to really just bring it all home <laughs> eliza's a lesbian <laughs> no <laughs> and peggy oh lizzie schuyler so hot Want to touch the hiney? <laughs> I saw a meme this morning that said that uh, Adam Sandler Hamilton, and now I can't stop singing it. Adam Sandler Hamilton. <laughs> His name is Adam Sandler Hamilton. Oh, da ba doobie da ba doobie da. Oh, that's a good one. Da ba ba you're good at that. <laughs> Dude, I watched a shitload of Adam Sandler growing up, man. I had Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore and Wedding Singer on VHS. Fuck yeah, you did. Hell yeah. Dude, I mean, we can we can sit here and shit on grown-ups and all, you know, a lot of these movies, but those yeah. first 3 Bro, are fucking classics. Are great. <laughs> They're gold. Dude, all of those all of those movies have a little bit of like brilliance in them. Like even um what's it called? Jack and Jill had Dunkachino. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was you. <laughs> I knew it was you. Uh, and by the way, a little early recommendsies. There's a um, there's a Twitter account called Daily Dunkachino. That I would recommend everybody follow because you get gold gold like this. I'm, I'm popping a new clip on you, Matt. Ooh. Describe what's going on in this clip. So in this clip, Al Pacino has walked into a Dunkin' Donuts. And everybody in the Dunkin' Donuts is like, it's Al Pacino. And he's like, hit it with that Dunkachino, and the whole place breaks into a big dance. And when you hear it in English, if you haven't heard this, it's <laughs> littered with a bunch of uh, callbacks to his movies, including oh, yes. one point in the middle of it where he just looks at the camera and says, I knew it was you. Like, <laughs> now, Matt, is this a person dressed like Al Pacino? No, is this, this is 
Alpa fucking Chino. This is Alfredo Pacino. This is Michael Corleone. Oh my God. It's amazing that he did that. I love that he did that. He is an incredible weirdo and just fucking narcissist to the umpteenth degree. I love that man. I want to keep him in a tube safe from the harms of the, of the natural world. So my act, actually, oh, real quick, two things. First, you were talking about Adams. Those movies all having like some shreds of genius in them. Yes, yes. I've never seen Jack and Jill. I've seen right. two clips from it. One of it is the Dunkachino. The right. other one is for some reason Al Pacino's in love with the female version of Adam Sandler in this, and he has her over to his house, and they're playing stickball in his living room, and <laughs> Jill hits the ball. And it flies and destroys Al Pacino's Oscar. And she goes, oh, I'm sure you got plenty more of those. And he goes, you know, you'd think, but... And he just shrugs. <laughs> you know, he goes, weird. no, you'd think so, but... Yeah, you would think so, wouldn't you? Just the one. Anyway, that, that anyway. just that's where uh, Adam Sandler Hamilton brought us. Adam Sandler! <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine I'm not throwing away my dabadoo. <laughs> dabadoo ba doo doo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude, it could just keep going on and on. You, you imagine an entire uh, Imagine uh, Steve Buscemi putting on lipstick and I'm the damn fool that shot him. <laughs> My head just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I love it so much. I love how dumb everything is now. <laughs> oh, and fucking uh, Marquis de Lafayette is fucking uh, Chubbs from You Got One Hand. Yes. <laughs> Hercules Mulligan is the bus driver from... Billy Madison, Chris oh. Farley. Mm. Oh. Oh. R.I.P. Sweet gentleman. R.I.P. You, <laughs> you big ball of fun. Oh, R.I.P. Man who I was compared to way too much growing yeah, up. <laughs> right. Right. Like, don't don't say that. <laughs> on, I, I, he I mean, died. I'm, I'm going to be 33 next year. Stop <laughs> he, it. He, he died. Stop comparing me to him. <laughs> it's not fun. Makes me feel bad. Yeah, granted, we don't have the same vices he did. No, don't don't like heroin and hookers. It's not my thing. No, not into it. Speedballs can fuck their mother. I'm just <laughs> like, what? Like he had all the information about speedballs and still did them. <sighs> I mean, I think it just goes to speak to addiction. Like yeah, it's real. It's fucking real. I know. You know, I heard uh, I heard another great story about Al Pacino one time um, uh, on a "You Made It Weird" with Pete Holmes. Don't tell anyone I listen to that podcast, but I do. Um, Are we not supposed to listen to it? He Pete Holmes is an idiot um, who pretends that he isn't one, but I like him sometimes. Anyway, the point of the story being, uh, I heard him interviewing with Zach Braff, and Zach Braff had this story where he was, you know, really young, first starting out in. Um, in Hollywood, and he ended up at a dinner with Al Pacino, uh, just at a dinner party. 
And he said that at one point everybody got up and left the table and he was just alone with Al Pacino. Al Pacino reaches into his coat and pulls out a little figurine of a man, puts it on his, puts it on the table, looks at Zach and goes, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> Grabbed it and put it back in his jacket. And when then everybody came back and sat down and Zach's just like, did that, did I just have a stroke or did that just happen? <laughs> That's amazing. I would have just like, Dude, you're the best, bro. Like, yeah, this is like, so thank you. Apparently, up until a few years ago, Al was still taking the subway in New York. What? Yeah, up until a few years ago, when his like back got too bad or something like that. Yeah. So my acting, my acting coach, who's known him for years, was walking down the street one day and sees Al going into going down into the subway. And Al yells at him and says, hey, Robert. And Robert looks over at him and Al's waving his arms at him. And he points down into the subway and goes, live life in the fucking trenches. Okay. <laughs> okay, Al. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say, bro. Sure, man. <laughs> oh, gotta love it. Gotta love Al. If you don't love Al, I don't know what to tell you. If you don't love Adam Sandler, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, the guy is kind of went through a little bit of a renaissance recently. Look, Adam Sandler has always done the same thing, which is make. Well, that's not true. He had a very early, he had a very good early start with comedies. You know what I mean? His yeah, first few uh, movies, his first like eight years of making movies were pretty much all bangers. Yeah. And um, but then, you know, he got his own production company. And, you know, without oversight, you know, it's, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> you know, sometimes without somebody going, hmm, uh, maybe not this one. <laughs> but, maybe let's not make the Zohan. Right. Like, which, yeah, 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 you're right. That's a shitty one. I'm trying to think what's another. Jack and Jill was considered bad whenever it came out. The more I hear it described, though, and the more I watch Dunkachino, the more I laugh. <laughs> Dunkachino. But the but the thing that I'm the point that I'm getting to is that he's done the same thing for the past twenty years, where he makes movies where he's you can tell that you can tell what he's doing. There's movies where he's on vacation. Yeah. There's movies where he wants to make some money. Yeah. And then there's movies where he is desperately trying to get an award <laughs> those yeah. are the only three types of movies he does and he does them all the time look at that one movie where he had the remote control that could pause things i forget click. what it was called click it was like a kid's movie that's the i'm i need some cash i yeah. gotta pay for i gotta pay for some colleges and set up some trust funds <laughs> and, uh, and then there's you know grown-ups that's the vacation series yeah, it's him and all of his friends on location for three right, months. Right, and then there's, then there's, um, what was the latest one? Uncut Gems. Oh yeah, which overall good movie, not not an Oscar worthy no. performance from him, but no, still good, still still really good, good movie, still a really good movie. Um, and that dude, I'm telling you, the sleazy sleaze ball from the end of the movie that helps her with the money at the casino. Yeah, he comes to my restaurant, and that there's no character. That's him. Right. That's how he dresses. <laughs> that's how he talks. 
and he's the coolest motherfucker I've ever <gasps> met. He's awesome. Does he tip well? Oh yeah, he tips I feel the like shit out of us. He's the, nice as fuck. The the vibe I got from him is that he either doesn't tip at all or he just hands service people like 200 bucks and it's just like take care of me. <laughs> <laughs> he just like he'll just give like a $50 bill, you know, yeah. like his bill will be 50 bucks. He's like, "Here you go, baby." Yeah. Here you yeah. Go. Have a great night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go have some. Oh, he's so cool. Such an awesome dude. Go Wayne buy Diamond, a bag of something. Have fun. <laughs> Oh man, good times. Yeah. <laughs> Great oldies. <laughs> Dunkachino. Um, so uh moving along moving right along, getting 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 to the point here. Um Matt, can you tell me uh what exactly what exact just give me some feedback on like some gun safety rules upon watching this video. Okay. Now, what you people can't see is that this gentleman has no fucking clue what he's doing. <laughs> Where is he? He's in a shooting range. This is uh-huh. a man in a shooting range. He has a highly modded AR-15 mm-hmm. that's modded down to being almost an Uzi. <laughs> and Hang on, play around, period. His wife's impressed, or whoever that is. That His shoulder hurts. <laughs> No, here comes Billy Bob. You're going to have to stop. You are blowing the holy hell out of my ceiling. No stop. You are telling stuff. You're blowing the daylights out of my ceiling. And then she's just like posing. Yeah. She turns it on the selfie. Look at my boobs. She's wearing a mask. So what this guy had was he had uh, a highly modded AR where he'd taken off the the long muzzle of it and he'd taken off the stock of it. So there was nothing, there was no support that was going into his shoulder, but then he was holding it really close to his shoulder. So just like the little pole that would hold the shoulder stock was just jamming into his shoulder and the kickback was making all the bullets go into the fucking ceiling <laughs> of the goddamn shooting range. <laughs> <laughs> and again, you guys can't see this, so we'll describe it. While you heard all of those gunshots like going off, uh, the ceiling, on he, first of all, he didn't hit the target once. He, not even close. Not even, he doesn't even get close to his target. It's like not even a joke. It's like not really funny because it's like, this is really unsafe. <laughs> but but and the ceiling is just exploding behind the target <laughs> and falling to the ground. It's so chaotic and out of control. And then it's like one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And it's just That's like all, all the comments are like, what the ceiling done to you, LOL. <laughs> And the thing that really, like, of all the stuff, like, the stuff that's overtly funny, yeah. the one that really gets me is, man, my shoulder hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, bro. Yeah, you dude. You <laughs> stock on that shit. Like, dun, 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 it's just, dun, dun, it's just dun. flying back and punching you in the shoulder over and over again. <laughs> you were shooting the holy hell out of my ceiling. <laughs> 
<laughs> this dude is <laughs> i can't imagine having to like if like you own a place and you're trying to keep a lid on it and you're trying to you know you're just trying to get through your day but the <laughs> product you sell is fucking guns uh-huh. and so <laughs> and so and so you have to like control people that are holding guns that would just i i don't have the balls <laughs> i don't have the balls at all been there, done that. You used Granted, to sell guns, right? I did. I worked at Academy Sports and Outdoors in Round Rock, Texas. Uh, so I specifically worked on the gun bar, selling guns. Was highly, highly trained to do this job for $9 an hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm serious. The amount of training we went through, you would have thought it was a salaried position. Well, you'd have to do a bunch of training, just like no matter what. But yeah, nonetheless. Well, I mean, nine- that's also when I found out that gun laws in Texas are a touch stricter than I thought they ever were. I thought you right. could just walk in anywhere, grab yourself a gun, and go fuck it in the street. Yeah, It ain't like that. Right. Well, with, with handguns, Background right? checks and shit. With handguns, it's much more strict than with long guns. You're absolutely right. Because you can, you can go pick up a shotgun fairly easily. Fairly easily. You just got to pass the background check, which is all automated through, it's called NICS, FBI NICS. And you just put in all the information. It either comes back green, yellow, or red. Mm. If it comes back yellow, there's like a, a two to three day waiting period while the system does more background check into maybe you got like some tickets a few years ago or whatever. Yeah. And then red is like alert authorities immediately. <laughs> that this oh my God. Trying to buy a weapon. <laughs> I'm serious. No, did you ever? Protocol. Did you ever? Did you ever uh, have get a red? I got one red in the. I only worked there for like four or five months. Yeah. I got one red one time and it was actually a delay. So initially I got a yellow on the guy and I explained to him the system, the situation. He was like, okay, man, I understand. Uh, you know, I'll, you know, call me when you get it all sorted out because that was the yeah. protocol. You know, yeah. we'll get the information back. We'll call you and let you know what's up. And then it, the next day I came in and it was like, Hey man, that, that guy you were processing yesterday came back red. You have to call authorities immediately, and then you have to call him and let him know. So we let Williamson County uh, Sheriff's Department know, and then I called him, and I was like, hey, man, uh, so I explained to you all the protocol. You came back red, so we had to inform Williamson County Sheriff's Department. And he's like, oh, what in the holy shit? I'm on my way to the Sheriff's Department right now. This doesn't make any goddamn sense. I never figured out what the problem was, but the fact that we got a red back on fucking Pee Wee Billy Bob from dipshit Georgetown, Texas, scared the shit out of me. Like, yeah, who? Because I mean, I, I can only imagine how hard it is to get a red, just given the amount of guns that are in Texas and yeah. the people that I know that own them. It's like it seems like anybody can get one, but like, uh, because everybody's fucking strapped down here. That's just well, the and that's the facts. thing is like if you're like with us, it was pretty strict at like regular old gun stores, it's pretty strict. But that same dude could just go to a gun show right and legally right. buy a gun. He could right. do an online purchase from a private seller and legally buy a gun. That's where shit gets hairy. If you're trying to legally purchase a firearm in Texas, like a lot of the reds come up. Well, I was told in training that the majority of the reds that you get are from domestic violence people, people that have been convicted of domestic oh. violence. That's yeah, de- shit that's gets de- bad. 
That's depressing. Yeah, but then those people, those same people can just go to a gun show. So well, why wouldn't fucked. he just do that? Right. See, that, that's what I love about this guy's logic just in general. When you call him and say, hey, man, you came back red. I had to call the sheriff and we can't sell you a gun. His instead of just being like, oh, I'm just going to go to a gun show. Fuck it. Uh, I'm just going to wait for the next gun show or whatever. Um, his logic is, you know what? I can go talk. I can go reason with these fellers. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I don't throw this out there that often but that ladies and gentlemen is white privilege yeah it's like i can just go down to the sheriff's office and tell them that that one time i beat my ex-wife from 20 years ago is you know that was 20 years ago are we not men if we don't change <laughs> oh that's great gotta make a change yeah, <laughs> for once oh in my, my life. God. But one of my biggest things that I hated about that job was that we were maybe a mile from the Dell from the Dell campus, mm-hmm. maybe less. Wow! And it was basically a back road. It's like I thirty five Academy, and then there was a road behind us that connected us straight to the Dell campus. Yeah, and um, all these fucking Dell kid Dell kids. I mean, they were men like in their forties but they would come on their lunch break and <laughs> they would just like take turns passing the AR 15 around. And like, I swear to God, if they could, they would have fucked this gun. That's it so... was... I take, of course you've held an AR before. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I have too. It's very, it's kind of nuts. It's just like, Ugh. it's, a, it's shockingly light. Yes. You'd think it'd be a lot heavier. Right, right. Because it just looks like it'd be heavy. Right. But it's but. it's it's a whole thing. It's a very easy killing machine. I'm also in my experience with gun ranges, is that like in indoor ranges, you're not allowed to shoot guns that big. Um uh what it was with that gun was it didn't have a shoulder stock, so there was no way of stabilizing it. Yeah. So you um with guns that big that are that powerful with or it's really about the caliber with guns yeah. of that caliber with no shoulder stock to stabilize okay. it. Okay. That's a no no in, in a indoors. controlled environment. Right. Cause I remember I used to go to gun ranges when I lived in Austin. Me and Blackwell would go down to gun ranges every now and nice. then. And uh if we ever we never did, but if we ever wanted to shoot anything big, we they, there was an outdoor range for that. Yeah. And I remember one time this 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 kid, like literally a kid, like a 16-year-old. He was with his dad, but he just like pulled out a revolver that was like the size of his forearm and shot it once. And then someone came running in there like, hey, what are y'all doing? Go outside with that thing. I mean, this revolver was fucking huge. It was like a Desert Eagle, a 50 caliber, whatever. Yeah, it, it was just like, it was a cannon. <laughs> And it was like, why are you giving that to a child who can barely, who's like, he's like a skinny little fucking asshole. Like, (laughs) you know, those, you know, the type (laughs) dude, if I had a fucking dollar for the face, for the reactions I've gotten from people. And since I moved to New York city, when I tell them that I used to work at a place and I sold guns, yeah, I'd retire. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> I know up, up there, it's just so not a part of the culture and it's so widely reviled, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. like you, you can't own a handgun in New York without owning a business first. 
Yeah. It's, like there's a lot of red tape to it up here. Right. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. It's understandable. It's different fucking environments, man. You know, up right. here, everybody lives on top of each other. Right. Down there, you got, it's, you know. Space. It's space. It's, you can't, trying to compare the two. Colin Quinn had this whole special that I saw him workshop at one of those comedy clubs in the village. And it was really great. And you should all watch it. It's called Red State, Blue State. I've seen that. Um, and in it, he makes the point that we really should be four or five different countries. Well, sure. Okay. Because what yeah. works for New York City does not translate to fucking, you know, Abilene, Texas or whatever. It's just, yeah. it doesn't make any sense that, I right. don't know. It's a whole big thing. And then like what works for New York also doesn't work for LA, doesn't work for Des Moines, doesn't work for Billings, Montana. So it's like, we're never yeah. going to be happy. <laughs> I don't know that I entirely, I mean, I, I I don't know that I entirely agree with the sentiment that we shouldn't be one country, but I do, I understand. I mean, Europe is about the size of the United States or a little bigger, maybe. Yeah. And it's a whole mess of different countries. Mm-hmm. It's also a whole fucking mess over there. <laughs> I was reading. I was okay. So I want the listeners out there to clear the, this up for me because I Googled it and I couldn't really get a good answer. I heard of something called a microwave license in in England where people have to like pay for a license to own and operate microwaves in their house. That can't be what? And then, all, like, this was in some Facebook group I'm in where there's a bunch of international people, and all the Brits start chiming in with, like, oh, yes, it's for health and safety. I don't know why I just said an Australian accent, but, uh, but like, yeah, can't. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, it's for health and safety. Like, like it, was, it was just bizarre. I'm like, you guys sound like zombies. Health and safety? You have to give them money to have a license to have a microwave for health and safety? What are you talking about? It's a microwave. And there's also other things like, like, I guess, a, I don't know. There were other, like, like, basically, if you own a big appliance in your home in England, you have to pay for a license to own and operate it. Like an oven? Yeah, like an oven, a laundry machine, a dishwasher. There's taxes that are called licenses, and they all say it's for health and safety. That's bullshit. My, That's my They just want your money. Yeah, my comment was sorry, sorry. My comment to these people that keep set, that kept set, responding to me was just like, you know, this is why we uh fucking fought to leave you guys <laughs> 200 and some years ago. You guys are fucking idiots if you believe that that's for health and safety. That's just oh, that's just a tax. Yeah. Hey man, deeper dives I've done on into like UK life the shit that their government can get away with over there. It's nuts. I, I'd bro. never want to live there. I would never want to uh-uh. live there. Ever. Like, like it just sounds miserable or potentially miserable unless yeah. you're like elitely wealthy. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's like, ugh, that sounds awful. Yeah. The shit like, you know, cause you know, especially in a day and age that like we're, we're going through in America right now where you I always contend that we're not as free as we say we are. But then I read stuff like the kind of shit that you can get fucking criminally charged for in the UK. And I'm like, 
ah, actually we're pretty cool. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> Everything's. I mean, I've known I've known multiple Americans that went over to the UK to study or go on vacation that just straight up got deported because they yeah. didn't answer a question right. Can you imagine Fucking. that ever happening here? Like that would never happen. I mean, maybe it would happen now. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. But like, if a British person came here and was at the airport and was like, "Oh, I'm here for vacation." They'd just be like, all right, go on. Have fun. Whereas, you know, I feel like that's an equal sort of standing ground in terms of background and profile and blah, 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 blah. Like, like you know what I mean? Comparing it to us. Whereas, yeah. like, if if I showed up, like, this guy I know, amazing guitarist, he was, he was going there for, like, a month just on vacation. And he was going to play, he was going to meet up and play one show at a pub with friends and he in the middle of his interview let that slip and they were like oh okay well we'll get you on the next do you have a visa for that and he's just like what they're like do you you need a visa to work here and he got deported his whole month just shot fuck for because he was honest and said he was gonna play he was just like i'm not gonna be earning money I'm just meeting up with my friend to play a show. And they're like, well, you didn't say that whenever you said you were going to be working here. And I don't believe you now. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Actually. I mean, you know, we do international weddings and shit. Right. Yeah. We just (laughs) leave out that part. (laughs) We're going on on vacation. You might want to delete that from this episode. You idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So, speaking of mind control, let's go to our next clip. Ooh, this shit's this shit's cray cray, dude. So, guys, this is gonna involve a little bit of engagement with our audience. Yeah, what we want to hear from you. Sorry, sorry. What what I want you guys to do is, and this is from a TikTok, so we're we're, we're getting into the talk. Um, what I want, what I need the audience to do right now is to get a piece of paper and write down the words green needle and then put a space. And then on the other side of the paper, write brainstorm. And now listen to this and and look at one of those groupings of words or words. Uh, So look at green needle or look at brainstorm and then listen to this. And just tell us what you hear. What do you hear, Matt? Um, I think that time I heard brainstorm, but I think it was because it was the last word that I heard. Yeah. Okay. But I'm very excited to hear from uh, hear from the audience. Let's do it again. Let's do it a few times. It's crazy. It changes every time. <laughs> Is it alternating? No, it's not. It's the same clip. I'm it's getting... dark-sided. It's dark-sided. <laughs> it's that dark arts. Dark-sided. <laughs> She's not a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> 
excited. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to get some feedback on this yeah, shit because that is mind blowing. It's fucking weird, man. It reminds me of that show that I did with David back in uh, 2017 where we would just fuck with people's brains for an hour. <laughs> so fucking awesome. Uh, and that comes from at Jamie Rain underscore on TikTok. I uh, don't want to just steal his fucking thunder there. So make sure he's credited. He's a he's a child, so I won't make fun of him. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, that shit is pretty something or another, man. Like, I mean, it's it's the new dress. You remember the dress? Oh yeah, dress, and then uh, what was the other one? Yanny and Laura. Yanny, Yanny. 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 Oh, that's fucking great. <sighs> so I just got a message saying that so- someone in this house is going to be on a conference call in about three minutes, but fuck it. I'm just going to be quiet whenever I play the next parts. Because um, I'm allowed to make phone calls too to the hey, two this listeners. Is a- I. <laughs> This is a business too. <laughs> to the two people I that this applies to and are texting me. Oh my god. <laughs> um so what is what is our next what do we got up? Oh, oh, oh I got yeah. it pulled up. We got our, Ready we to got do our this. My fucking microphone adjusted here. <laughs> All right. Y'all ready for this? Check this shit out. Check this shit out. This po- this article coming to you from the New York Post. The tried and true idiots newspaper of the Northeast. <laughs> I love this. God. See, I love the New York Post because every now and then they'll just make some shit up. We'll <laughs> 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 just, just say anything. Actually, what I'm reading here is that this was uh, from The Sun, which is another idiot. That's the across the pond idiots newspaper <laughs> that's the I'll british read the sun, don't yeah. you know? i remember whenever the first time i went to england um my dad picked up a copy of the sun just because he wanted to see what the local newspaper was like and he didn't know what the sun was and he opens <laughs> to the he, and he opened to the middle page and there was just like a naked woman in it <laughs> oh the page three girls yes yes yeah and dude he like turned and aimed it at me and he was like dude they just have this in the newspaper these europeans are fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> i love it dude so this is this comes from the end of the month and i'm gonna read the title and then let you take over we got man who lost penis to blood infection has a new one built on his arm written by malcolm mcdonald Yes. A British man whose penis fell off due to a severe blood infection had a new one built on his arm, where he even got an extra two inches, according wow, to a report. Wow, an extra two inches. A whole four inches. Can you imagine? <laughs> I can never. What? <laughs> Malcolm McDonald, 45, a mechanic, suffered a horrific infection in his perineum, which I think that's your taint. It is your taint. Um, I'm surprised the post just didn't say taint. Right? It's the post. (laughs) It's the post. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, it was in his uh, fucking taint right there. You know, it it, it taint your balls, taint your asshole. It taint pink nor brown, tis the space between. (laughs) 
<laughs> so this infection in his in his perineum that turned his fingers toes turned his fingers toes and manhood black. Jesus, unreported. I had struggled for years with an infection in my perineum, but I had no idea what could happen. The separated dad of two from Tetford, Norfolk, told the outlet. When I saw my penis go black, I was beside myself. It was like a horror film. I was in a complete panic. I knew deep down I was gone and I was going to lose it. He said. He said he was. Completely gutted. When his penis. Just dropped off onto the floor in 2014. (laughs) But his testicles remained intact, according to the outlet. (laughs) Because I had been through devastate, uh, through the devastation of knowing I was going to lose it. I just picked it up and put it in the bin. <laughs> McDonald <God>. continued. <laughs> I went to the hospital and they said that the best they could do for me was to roll the remaining stump up like a little sausage roll. It was heartbreaking. <laughs> McDonald said he became a recluse and began drinking heavily. For two years after losing my penis, I felt like a shadow of a man. I, my life really fell apart because I had no self-confidence. I drank too much, didn't see my family and friends. I just didn't want to have to face up to it, he said. But then he found out from a doctor about the so-called penis master. Professor David Ralph of London's University College Hospital. I'm going to stop us right here. I'm going to stop one moment. This dude, Professor David London uh, of London University, is the penis master. (laughs) That's really is mightier. That's really quite incredible. What an incredible title! And and what and what's following right after this? If you guys want to go look for this article, it's easily Googled. Mm-hmm. Um, but after they say, after they call this professor, who I imagine has tenure, after they call him the penis master, they have a picture. <laughs> <laughs> they have a picture here of Malcolm holding back his dick. <laughs> so you can't see his dick on his arm, but his arm looks like a taint. <laughs> yep. Yep. You're that's not the only, wrong. That's the only thing I can like. Look at that arm. It looks like a taint. He has a taint on his arm and a dick on his arm. Anyway, <laughs> let's continue with the rec with the with the article. Alice expert famously created a the bionic penis for Andrew World, who was who was born without one, according to the Sun. It gave me a glimmer of hope that I could go back to being a normal bloke. McDonald told the outlet. Ralph said he could perform an arm graft procedure, which would take up to two years. Wow. Fortunately, he received funding for the procedure because it would eventually allow him to urinate properly, not just perform sexually, according to the report. It was like all my Christmases at once. I was so emotional because it was the chance at a new start. I wasn't worried about the procedure because I had seen what Professor Ralph and his team could do. As far as I was concerned, they were miracle workers, and I was up for anything that could give me my willy back. Give me my willy back. (laughs) (laughs) Not having a penis felt awful, which is true. I can only... 
I've had nightmares about that. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it, bro. It's I'd rather sorry. jump out of this 10th floor window. <laughs> <laughs> it's most men's worst fear. For me, I was never worried about sex because I had already had two children. That's not why you have sex. Um, uh, to assert sorry. dominance. <laughs> it, it was always more about self-confidence and simple things like using the loo. <laughs> and now we got another picture where Mr. McDonald's looking very pissed off. <laughs> yeah, very unhappy looking man. <laughs> very brooding. With a blurred out dick on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald also decided to request an extra two inches on the $65,000 appendage. They were happy to listen to what I, uh, to what I wanted it to be like, which was amazing. Uh, not many can say that they have a designer penis. <laughs> surgeons formed a new manhood with its own blood vessels and nerves using a skin flap on the left arm of the of the right-handed man they created a urethra and installed two tubes inflated with a hand pump allowing him to achieve an erection this dude's getting boners on his arms <laughs> i can't even i that's just that's as funny as it gets i can't does make he, a joke off of that <laughs> does he fuck does he Dude. fuck with his arm Dude, if he's not fucking chicks with his arm, he's wasted $65,000 of government Oh, my God. The Go shaft on. was then removed from his forearm, leaving the base, allowing it to form naturally a skin and tissue. He is now waiting for it to be finally transferred to, the, to its proper location. Okay. They're going to put this thing in his crotch. Right, right. When I saw it on me arm for the first time, I was so proud. After everything I, I had been through, it didn't feel weird at all. It was just part of me. <laughs> I was like any other man. I just couldn't leave it alone to begin with. I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was the best thing ever. It took I I took took I took to it so much I nicknamed it Jimmy. <laughs> that was what me and my mates called each other growing up, and this penis was definitely my new mate. That they can make me a new penis at all is incredible, but that they can build it on me on is mind-blowing. Uh, it looks like something out of a weird sci-fi comic, but it's my chance at a normal life. It's been the first step towards being able to go to the toilet and even being intimate with someone. McDonald said that despite wearing long sleeve shirts to hide his bulge, <laughs> people have sometimes spotted the misplaced member. Yeah, no shit. People ask me <laughs> about it when they see me in the pub. And of course, people make jokes, but I did it. It's not every day you see a man with the penis on his arm. <laughs> of course, I see the funny side. I have to. I don't have any other option. If I don't laugh, I'll just cry and blow my fucking brains out. No, he didn't say that part. If I couldn't laugh at the willy on me arm, I'd be finished. <laughs> but the new penis has still not been attached. Four years after the procedure due to a series of missed appointments, you dumb fuck. Four Scheduling years. problems, make the schedule work. Staff shortages, hire some fucking people at the hospital. And finally, a coronavirus pandemic. Then they canceled again because of the coronavirus. It feels like I'm cursed some time, he said. Adding that he hopes, oh, sorry, adding that he hopes to have it finally grafted between his legs by the end of this year. I am determined this penis will be ultimately used what it was built for. Fucking. You know what I learned? The coronavirus just keeps taking and taking. 
<laughs> Nothing's good enough for it. It just, it's just, it. What? Who, who among us is is not a victim? Anyway, I thought that that was a pretty amazing article. I mean, it's pretty incredible. I can't believe that. Um, what was the uh, name of the uh, the author? Ah, shit! I already clicked off of it. Uh, uh, Martin Yaron's, McDonald. No, that's the that's the guy. Oh yeah, uh, you're right. Malcolm McDonald is the guy. the The author is Yaron Steinbuch. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking German. That's no wonder for you. <laughs> that's that's a uh, that's a German dude. No wonder he's. <laughs> how much do you want to bet that that German dude found this dude in a video? Ah, <laughs> oh, I really think this is very interesting. We should put this, this in the newspaper. This is worth. This the New Yorkers need to know about this. All of the morons on Long Island would love to know about the penis arm. Yo, bro, you see this guy with a dick on his arm? I'm so jealous. Have you ever seen uh, Edward Penis Hands? No. It's a classic. It's a classic porn. It. It's a, <laughs> I, I watched it on a band trip. We all watched it one night on a band trip in our hotel rooms. There was always the night where we all watched porn. <laughs> on the band and, trip? Yeah, and then we would talk about it the next day. Oh, that's so funny. I, don't, I think back. Never mind. Never mind. I don't yeah, want to yeah, out yeah. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop talking. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> it's well, a special time of week, ladies and gentlemen. We're all gonna die. It's our only guarantee. Just to pass the time. I suggest you listen to me. It's the Matt on that podcast. Recommendsies. Recommendsies, everybody. All right, boy, do got, I, got a, I got a good one for you. This week, it's a YouTube show, and it's called... Uh, mm. And that is spelled U-N-H-H-H-H-H. How many H's we got? We got four H's. All right. Four H's, and it is two very famous drag queens that rose to fame on RuPaul's Drag Race, Trixie Mattel and Katya. I've they heard of are, both of them. Easily two of the funniest fucking people I've ever seen on the internet. They are hysterical. It's 12 minutes. Each episode, there's a topic. And they just go through this shit. And the editing is hilarious. It's one of those great, great, great things where the editors just bring so much to the table. And these two, Trixie and Katya, have got to be insane. Because really? there's no other reason that I could come up with that they that two people deserve to be this funny. <laughs> there's got to be a mental disorder that made them this funny because otherwise it's just not fair. Um, what, 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 what do they cover? What do they talk about? Ev- anything and everything. Um, I mean, you fucking name it. Yeah. They cover it. Um, I mean... Off the top of my head, I'm thinking like, you know, you know, stuff like from drag show etiquette to being gay to their thoughts on straight people to high school experience to religion to alcohol to drugs to everything. Yeah. And they're both from like very different backgrounds. It's like Katya is from like Boston suburbs. Oh, no. Oh no, that poor uh, person. <laughs> Trixie is um 
Native American. Oh, whoa. Was raised in like the deep woods of Wisconsin. Yeah. I need to watch RuPaul's Drag Race, don't I? No, I need to watch Uh. You need to watch Uh for sure. Yeah. And if you were to watch any of RuPaul's Drag Race, I would suggest just sticking with the All-Star seasons. Yeah. Because the All-Stars, I mean, the, the regular seasons are good, but the All-Star seasons are fucking All-Stars. Like, Yeah, they're All-Stars. When you, you, when you get down to like the final four or five in those seasons, it's like, how the fuck do you pick a winner? How do you eliminate somebody from this? Yeah. It's so, they're so fucking talented. The shit that they do. Cause it's drag, as you know, is very much its own art form. Oh yeah. It's nuts. And drag is you, nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> and when you see people that are like the masters of the craft. Yeah. It's like, fuck. What, how, how, how am I supposed to fucking pick a loser here? Yeah. You fucking kidding me, bro? Dude, the um, drags, the drag scene that I have, the like the shows that I went to when I was in New York, those like some of those people are just so some of the most hardworking and most talented and like creative fucking people I've ever come across. Or, or oh. like, like, like I'm just like, how did you even imagine this? How are you executing it? Did you make that? The answer is always yes. They always mm-hmm. make their own stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's. It, like it, it, and whenever you keep in mind that they are pretty much all dead broke, especially yeah. starting out, it's just amazing to me. I don't know. And that's that's the great thing about Drag Race, and I mean particularly with All Stars because it's the it's the highest level. I mean, it is America's Next Top Model. It's that fashion show. It's the one where they make clothes. The designer show. Right. It's Next American yeah. Idol. It's Last Comic Standing. It's all of those things in one fucking show. God, that's <laughs> because amazing. they make their costume, their costume, you know, they make their dresses, right. they do their own hair and makeup. It's the special effects show, too. Yeah. Uh, which name I can't remember as well. But sure. it's also in its Last Comic Standing and it's American Idol because they sing and they perform. And it's all of those shows rolled into one show. And these just like fucking ridiculously talented and creative people that I say, it's not fair. There you have it. It's not fair. It's not fair. (laughs) It's not fair. But yes, that's my recommendies for this week. Everybody go to YouTube and check out. Oh, my God. That's how they do it. Don't ever make that noise at me again. Uh, my recommendsy this week is a little basic, but I fucking loved it. Um, it's another, you know, another free commercial for Netflix. Uh, I really recommend you guys check out the Umbrella Academy. It's based off of uh, Gerard Way's uh, comic book from last decade. Um, I think it was last decade. Um, and it's just, it's about these kids. So like, okay, so on some date in 1989, 43 kids were all born at the exact same time, but none of their mothers had been pregnant earlier that day. So their mothers experienced pregnancy all at once and then shat these kids out. And all of these kids have different superpowers. And then this eccentric billionaire that owns an umbrella factory that he has turned into, it basically looks like an old arm, like one of those old New York armories. 
He's oh, turned yeah, it into yeah. a into a mansion, and he has decided to raise a super team of children. And they just kind of it starts off, and they're just doing your basic crime fighting stuff, but they're all sorts of fucked up. And the and the focus of this series is that they are essentially fighting fate. The fate being the end of the world. So it's a little, you know, you hear about it and you're kind of like, this just sounds like any other fucking superhero thing. But the characters are so well-developed. It's it's so amazing. Ellen Page is like the big name in it. And then there's this other kid. Oh, fuck. What's his name? Aiden something. Aiden starts with a G. Doesn't matter. You can look it up. He plays like the main character, the main kid, um, number five. He's the one that can like time travel and teleport and do all this crazy shit. It's just fucking incredible. The first season is amazing. Um, I didn't quite love the ending of the first season, but it led into the second season, which mild spoiler takes place in old dilly dally, Dallas, Texas. Baby. It's fucking cool. And it's like, they clearly filmed like a lot of it in Dallas which makes me wonder what the fuck was I doing sitting on my ass, not be not involved in that shoot at all. (laughs) Um, They have that, the, a lot of it takes place on Jefferson street, right outside the Texas theater. Um, Ah, down in old Oak cliff. Oh, Cliff, that's my hood. Put it in your face. Get that shit understood. Oh, A-K-C-L-I-F-F. Put it in the base now. Put it in the treble cliff. Okay. Um, hometown of my in-laws. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Whenever I was a child, Oak Cliff was, um, how do I say this? Incredibly dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and really scary. And now a bunch of people with, <clears throat> hipst- with hipster beards and they them pronouns live there. <laughs> um, I, I will say they got uh what's the name of that? Oh fuck, what's the barbecue restaurant there? Uh it's outstanding. Is it's Lockhart's. Lockhart's outstanding, outstanding barbecue. And right across the street, there's like a mom and pop owned popsicle shop. Oh yeah. Check oh, it out. Yeah. Dude, Bishop Arts District is just Bedford Avenue. You know uh, what I mean? But That's nicer. That, but yeah, but like not as shitty. Yeah, Bedford Not, can get a little. Dude, Bedford is. I can't believe that that is considered like a hoity-toity shopping mall of an area. Ooh, is it still? Because like whenever I left, it was just like ripped to shreds. I don't know. Right now, it's a homeless encampment. And, oh. Um. Rent. By the way, this is just in general for New York City. Rents are so fucking low right now. You can get a luxury, true one-bedroom, one-bath with washer-dryer in-unit in the heart of Williamsburg for, like, two grand. 2500 with a balcony. Yeah, I'm serious, dude. You would not fucking believe how low rent is right now. What's well, because nobody wants to live there? Well, because they're all pussies. <laughs> like 16,000 people just died there. <laughs> well, we got it under, we were the guinea pig. And now they went to the rest of the country that has the information and is not doing anything with it. Right. <laughs> Where I am. We died for your sins and you're still sinning. <laughs> yeah. That's, 
now you know what it, now you know how God feels, Matt, which is why I've brought you here today to talk to you about Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got some stuff to do, man. Um, uh, we can finish gonna... this episode up another time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, here we go. You ready? Listen here, Susan B. Anthony. <laughs> no, you voter fraud. You liar. <laughs> So I don't know if y'all heard earlier today, but um, old President Diaper uh, issued a pardon, and it's a pardon that uh, clearly um, some that could only come from a deranged person, like with with severe dementia. He has decided to pardon Susan B. Anthony for for the act of voter fraud that she was convicted for in 1873. The man who is waging a war on what he thinks will be voter fraud. (laughs) He is destroying the post office because he is so worried about voter fraud. Supposedly, that's why he's destroying it. But but now, but but this one person could get away with it. And you know what, Matt? I know why. Do you want to know why? Why is that? He found out how racist she was. Oh, yep. (laughs) <laughs> that woman she did not That's believe all women should vote she did not believe all women should vote you can look this up i am happily like saying this with not i'm not saying it with pride but i'm saying it confidently susan b anthony was fucking racist oh my god yeah like she was like next level racist like she was just like no those i'm not gonna even say what i've heard what i've read that she said like it's just Fuck Susan B. Anthony in a lot of ways. <laughs> because here's the thing about that time period is that time period just being normal was being, by today's standards, an extreme racist. Right, right. So now right. take what would be considered an extreme racist for that time. <laughs> and she was essentially she marching was in Charlottesville. Like <laughs> right. She'd be she'd be on uh oh oh what is it, OANN? Onan or whatever it is. America now, whatever. One American news network. Yeah, that's it. Um, she would be she would be on the seven o'clock Tuesday night slots, like (laughs) (laughs) talking about what a feminist she was. Oh uh, my good lord. And uh cutting check, bouncing Steve Bannon's checks. You know, let me just, also just go ahead and praise you real quick for uh, coining the phrase. This is the first I've heard it, but President Diaper. <laughs> I'm, I'm done saying his name. I'm not saying his name anymore. It's it's <laughs> President Diaper. It's President Stupid. It's Dumpy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've been calling him King Baby for a while. King, King Baby's a good one. <laughs> I'm done saying his name. I don't want any traffic driven to him because I said his name on a podcast. Um, and also, funny enough, Steve Bannon kind of looks like Susan B. Anthony. <laughs> it's true. You know what else is true? What? You shouldn't get married at 18. Guys. Don't at me, people who are still getting married at 17 and 18 years old. Guys, Look what are you the doing? the generation that came before us, okay? <laughs> the generations that came before us all got married at 16, 17, 18 years old. And guess what? The divorce rate was like 55 fucking percent. Yeah. Because you were marrying somebody just because you wanted to get fucking laid. 
Yep. That's why Leave my grand. Your... Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'll tell you this right now. Leave your puritanical baggage at the fucking door. Yeah. Spend your 20s or your early 20s getting it in. Do yeah. your thing and then get with a person and be with them for a while and make sure that it's going to fucking work and then get married at 30. Do or, what I did. <laughs> yeah. If that's if you're going to get married, if it's if a you're going to get married, like yes. if it's a goal, like just wait, just put it off, man. Just like relax. You don't need yeah. to get married. Like there's no need to get contracts involved. <laughs> we don't need to get the lawyers involved in this i mean good lord people i mean we were talking about this before we started recording it's like the amount of people we know that we're we're 31 or both no we're both 32 i turned 32 uh we're both 32 years old and we know both of us know multiple people that are like on their third wife yeah <laughs> it's crazy and i know women i know a guy that's on his third wife a woman that's on her third husband and yeah. they're our age. These are yeah, the people that are older than us. These In are fact, people that the girl I, that I know is younger than us. Oh, my God. She's 29. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And has a and, kid from each guy. Oh, of course she does. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. I don't get it. It's 2020. You have all the information. You have all the facts. Right. Like, like everything, especially as of the year 2020, everything that can happen has happened. Yeah. Except for a nuclear holocaust. I don't know what else. We got fire tornadoes. We got disease. We've got a dictator taking over America. Everything that's happened is going to, that, that can happen has happened except for the one other thing. And I mean, coronavirus um, has happened. It wasn't right. called coronavirus, but it has happened. Right. It's like, and so we have all this information and we can apply it to our daily lives, which includes don't get married whenever you're super young. Yeah. Good just, Lord. Good Lord. It's just absurd. Like what, what else do you have to be told? What other information do you need? For, I mean, just the fact that when it was very normal to get married at 16 and 17 years old, that in that era, the divorce rate was so high and there yeah. is an entire generation of children of broken homes. Right. Oh, what do you, what more do you need to know? Right. <laughs> you know, my, uh, my, my dad's parents, um, they got divorced in the seventies, which right uh, in the, that's the heat of the fucking divorce wave, which, which is exactly what you're describing, but it really kind of served as a, as a imperfect model. I'll, I'll just say for, you know, my dad and for me in a lot of ways, it's just like, don't do what Gee dad did. Don't do what Gee dad and Ann did. Seems like caused a lot of strife. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a lot absolutely. of people's feelings, a lot of people that, that you care about feelings get hurt whenever mm-hmm. you just keep moving from one person to the next. It's just, it's not the thing to do. Don't do it. I agree Espe- with you. And that, by the way, that doesn't mean, I'm not saying don't date and don't fuck and don't like do all that. Do that. Just don't go to the courthouse, y'all. And also, if you're, I mean, don't be so haphazard about it. You know what I mean? Because oh. it does get to, you know, I do understand that there are times when people do change over 
the course of years. Yeah. And sometimes things become toxic and you got to get out of it. Right. But also uh, this is more specifically directed at people that just change spouses. Like they change their fucking pants. Right. Right. People who make rash decisions that drastically affect people's mental fucking wellness. <laughs> right. Like, and a lot of times they end up having kids and mm-hmm. then it's just like, God, those kids just like, don't have a chance. Yeah, ever. <laughs> like, 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 Oh my God. We're all, we're also pretty like blessed. Both we're extremely blessed. Both of our parents are still married. Right. My in-laws are married. Right. Um, both of my grandfathers have passed away, but they were, you know, married, yeah. you know, right, stayed right. married, blah, blah, blah. You know, we could sit here and fucking talk about all day and you know, look at people and what they've gone through with divorce. It's just like, I, I mean, I'd rather, like, you know, like I said earlier, I'd rather jump out of this 10th floor fucking window. Right. And get divorced. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, it's just like, what the fuck, man? Like it's, and it really just seems like some people just treat it. Like you said, a pair of pants. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know who I'm thinking about. Yes, exactly. And there's a culture these days. There's a culture and I hear about it. I hear about it in the restaurant. I hear about it just in general New York life. There's a culture these days of young people that like, they think about marriage the same way they think about having boyfriends and girlfriends. Like, I remember one girl in my old office was like, yeah, you know, my first, my first wedding, I want it to be, you know, real big and, you know, big pomp and circumstance. The sec, my second wedding will probably be a lot smaller. And if I ever have a third, we'll probably just go to the courthouse. I was like, you're thinking about two and like two and three are an option. Dude, two and three are worst case scenario. Two. Yeah. Two. Yeah. yeah. Three's worst case scenario. Two three is, is like whoa. Two, I understand maybe some shit goes down in life. You know, life's not perfect, but like to think that you're definitely gonna get divorced, yeah, is just what what's with that mindset? What is don't with, get like, married? That's just that's just so the thing that I'm getting at, just bare bones. That is so expensive. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> and you get nothing to show it. for it. You and you get nothing to show for it. I'm not mm-hmm. not even the weddings are expensive. Oh, okay, yeah. The, 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 the process of getting divorces is, is expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, especially if considering it just depends on the situation, but like it fucks up your credit to get divorced. Oh yeah. Straight up. Well, this like, is this turned out not being as funny as I thought it was going to be. This is just two to, middle-aged men ranting about, listen, kids, you should only get married once. <laughs> I know. Dude, where do we go from being progressive anti-Trumpers <laughs> yeah. to yeah. being fucking baby boomer fucking Wag- children of the Depression? Wagging the our happened? fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking our fists. Old man yells at the sky. Oh, my God. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> don't be stupid, everybody. But yeah. that, that, don't at me, bro. Don't at, don't me, at me, okay? Bro. Don't, don't at me, bro. You can follow me on all the social medias at Matt Beery zero six. You can follow me on Twitter at Twitterfield on Instagram. That matters. Go to my website for any information regarding uh, anything. MattButterfield.net. Uh, you can follow us on SoundCloud. We're on Apple. We will be going on to Spotify sooner or later. Ricardo, don't 
worry. In fact, <laughs> I'm probably going to work on that this afternoon. Um, uh, what else? Matt on Matt pod at gmail.com for uh, your responses to whether or not you heard uh, what was it? <laughs> Write down what you heard earlier in our, in our, um, uh, in our clip there. And I think that's it. That's all I got for today. I had a lot of fun. It's good seeing you. Yeah, you too, brother. Say all bye right. to Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley. Bye, Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley. They're in my background. All righty. This is a great day. Au revoir. Adios. Adios, fuckers. <laughs>